0: Hi, I'm Steven Schinder, And I'm Dan Schinder. Welcome to the Yes Shift podcast, where we talk about, wait, what do we talk about again?
1: The band Yes. And there's so much to talk about. With their many shifts in lineups and the mental, emotional, and spiritual shift their music can evoke. Since 1968, as of the inception of this podcast, May 2021, Yes has published a ton of studio albums live albums, compilation albums, singles, and videos, all of which cover a very wide arcing spectrum of progressive rock.
0: And we represent two generations of hardcore Yes fans. You may not agree with all of our tastes, Or any. The same way we don't always agree with a lot of the silly stuff so-called Yes fans post about on social.
1: (laughs) And that's okay. With a history like Yes, Having spanned so much music and time, there are always going to be different perspectives. We are here to share ours, comment on things we see online, and invite you to be part of it as well.
0: Yeah, we welcome your comments on posts of these episodes on social, as well as reviews on our podcasting platforms. You can also send comments and suggestions for topics to yesshiftpodcast at gmail.com. That's spelled with two S's, just like Yes Songs and Yes
1: Shows. And here we go. I'm Dan Schinder. And I'm Stephen Schinder. And we are dedicating an episode to Tony K's new release, End of Innocence. But before we dive into that, we have some comments. We always like to read comments and emails from fans um, regarding posts that we've done or other episodes that we've done and we've got some comments from our magnification 20 years old episode as well as the episode that we dedicated to uh, dare to know one of the new tracks from the new yes album so steve why don't you read those
0: right yeah so like you alluded to we have a couple comments on previous yes shift episodes Um, i'll start with this one from brian harris about the dare to know episode uh, Brian says, Hi guys, excellent episode. Hope you devote an entire episode to each song on the album when it is officially released. I had commented on other forums that it is like a Hal solo, particularly Love is a River or The Headlands, which makes sense since they were recorded, produced, and engineered by the same people in the same place. I just wish there were more band input from the others. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with either of those but i i do get what he means like if it's produced and engineered by some of the same people it might sound similar so but uh, and it's steve Howe, so yeah
1: yeah but there is a question there um we don't uh, unless maybe i'm wrong we don't know whether or not there was more input from the other band members there could have right. been, yet it still ended up coming out that way. I, I don't know, but that's something that we'll keep looking into as the album unfolds and actually comes out. Yeah. And thanks, I, Brian.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Um, I believe the writing credits for each song might possibly be out. I just haven't like memorized who wrote each one. Uh, like I haven't looked at it enough. I'm kind of like saving it for when we actually like listen to the full album. If that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, as for the idea of one episode for each song.
1: I think we'll actually do an episode dedicated to the whole album.
0: Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, there there is a lot you can say about a song, but I don't know like if we can devote like a whole hour or half hour to each one. like i don't know because i yeah. haven't heard the m- whole album yet but we'll definitely do a full album review once it's out and i'm sure like, like we
1: are with tony's today
0: yeah and i'm sure that our thoughts on the album will like after that will probably trickle into future episodes as well because it's not yeah. going to be the only time we allude to it i'm sure so, absolutely yeah, thanks brian
1: yeah thank you and you You also have another comment from the brilliant artist who did the cover that I love of Magnification.
0: Yeah, this is from Bob Seska, who says, uh, commenting on our Magnification episode, says, Thank you for the lovely comments about the album art. This vlog was such a fun listen. Keep up the great work, Dan and Steven. By the way, I was unaware of Roger's proposed artwork being rejected at the time. I only knew the band, not sure which members, wanted a fresh look that's distinct from the previous albums. At one point they asked me to create an all new Yes logo for the album, but I kind of slow walked the request. There's no replacing that classic logo, so I merely adapted Rogers logo with a magnification glassy treatment. Um so yeah, it's great on you, Bob. Like there it's really tough to try and reinvent the Yes logo when it's so classic, so I, I love that you integrated it that way. And again, like great job on the album artwork. and he even like shared like um his own twentieth anniversary edition of like the album artwork nice. on his Facebook page, which we shared on our Facebook page as well. So yeah, people can check that out
1: nice. Uh, That's awesome. and yeah, i I truly. Um, appreciate that cover i think it's a as much a part of the music on that album as roger dean's artwork is is as part of the albums he did that for So it's excellent job all around really
0: yeah and also for magnification's 20th i shared my review from a couple years ago of that album um on our page and charles wagner commented excellent review of my second favorite es album Wow, wow second favorite that's really high up i I like how you made the connection of tales from topographic oceans to in the presence of
1: even though Um, you couldn't say it
0: (laughs) yeah i think like in the article um i mentioned uh, like if i remember correctly i mentioned that like the whole ocean motif and in the presence of reminds me of some of the stuff on tales um but anyway the comment continues it's In the presence of it's my favorite song on the album and I noticed that it appears to be a sequel to ritual ritual is the longest love song in music history I find that lyrically the theme of in the presence of perfectly fits right after the new some du soleil section near the end of ritual I love that so much because I feel that tales from topographic oceans is the finest music ever written or recorded in all music history thanks for your insights on magnification
1: well, so. how interesting I need to listen to those two. thanks for yeah, such like a neat back to comment. back,
0: yeah, yeah, try that
1: too, <laughs> yeah, because I feel the same way about tales and I love ritual and and I love in the presence of and now I'm like i, I just want to stop record and just go to that. so I'll be <laughs> back <laughs> and I'm sorry hey, I'm we're sorry, back, we're, yeah we <laughs> <laughs> that was cool good idea what was the gentleman's name i'm sorry charles wagner charles awesome take on that i can't wait to dive into that and play to it that way yeah
0: yeah all right so now we're on to talking about tony k's solo album and of innocence which of course is inspired by a serious subject matter the events of 9-11 and um You know, on the booklet, it actually says like a donation of 10% from all sales will be made to the Gary Sinise Foundation honoring defenders, veterans, first responders, their families, and those in need. Um, So before, so you and I have, um, yeah.
1: I'm sorry, is that Gary Sinise the actor?
0: Yeah, like, I looked it up, and uh, oh. I, know, I know him best as Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump. But, of course, he's done, like, other films. Yeah, Apollo too.
1: 13, a lot of great stuff, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is Tony K. It's being advertised as his first solo album, although in interviews he's been saying that, like, uh, he'd have to be really inspired by something to make another one. So we'll see. But, yeah, so... Dad, I think you and I might have alluded to this before, but you and I were introduced to this particular like piece of music um kind of differently, um like back in well, well well we'll go into the specifics in a little bit, but at one point it was a YouTube video uh, about ten years ago, and that's how I got familiar with it, and it was only forty six minutes then, but now the album version is seventy seven minutes so yeah but before listening to it uh, what was kind of your expectation of like a tony K solo album music?
1: so n- uh, not at all what we got <laughs> i i for some reason even with 90125 even with big generator even with talk even with the stuff on Union, my my Tony K brain is still stuck in the first three Yes albums and also the reason he left, which is that he wanted to stay with traditional piano and organ sounds and wasn't into getting into synthesizers. So quite frankly, the album was a shock to me because there's a lot of, I say, electronica influence and a lot of sequencers and samples and triggers on the um, uh, percussion. And it wasn't at all what I expected. But I'll get into how I feel about it when we get to that.
0: Yeah. And so How about you? You um, same? Yeah. Like, before listening to it that in its first iteration, I wasn't sure what to expect. Because, like you said, Tony is known as the organ guy. But... The he really God. went like all out and yeah like it's sound like people have made the vangelis comparison and he's, and he's acknowledged that maybe there is a bit of vangelis influence because he loves the movie blade runner which he did the soundtrack to and apparently he even uh, got to see uh vangelis uh perform uh in a I think in a studio somewhere because like John brought him to meet him or something, if I remember correctly. Interesting.
1: But, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Like I, I heard this in um, Yes Music podcast interview with Tony K. Like there are some fun tidbits I didn't know, but yeah. Uh, so sure. before we get into the album, I guess we should sort of contextualize like what was going on in the music world at the time of 9 11. So yes finished their north american tour in new york on september 8th and they left on september 10th which was the day magnification came out in the uk right and then um this is where i did like a little bit of research like some some people have said that magnification was pushed back from september 11th because of the attacks
1: but but... just one day But, That's um, kind of weird. I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, but, but, um, yeah. On, but on Forgotten Yesterdays, um, they say that Magnification's original release date in the U.S. was September 11th, um, but on August 17th, YesWorld reported the U.S. release date was pushed back to October 2nd for unknown reasons. It was eventually released on December 4th. And so I, I did further research on this, and apparently the reason it was pushed back um according to the album's executive producer jordan Burliant was that they wanted more time to promote the album in the us and it was too late for other territories and like the filming of symphonic live uh, i guess was intended to be part of the marketing and the lead All up right. to it um and so to make up for the delay, yes, let American fans pre-order the album and hear songs from getmusic.com. Um, and there's also this thing where um yeah, I was using the the Wayback Machine, you know, the thing that takes screenshots of websites at certain points of time. Like at one point on Yes World, it said uh the headline We agree, download and tribute, you know, the song We Agree for Magnification. Yeah. Um And it reads, New York's Ladder Company number 84 and its rig close to the edge assisted in the September 11th rescue operation at Ground Zero following the tragedy in New York City. As a special tribute to all the heroes lost in the aftermath of September 11th, Yes is making a download of We Agree, a new track from the forthcoming Magnification album, available to those who make a donation to the American Red Cross. This is being done on the honor system. Please help yourself to the download, but please make a donation if you're doing so. If you can't afford to make a donation, please give blood. So we'll get to what was going on with Tony around the time and in a moment, as well as this other thing. But that goes to show that, like, this was such a huge, tragic event and everyone was, like, rallying to make sure that, like, you know, like, trying to... Help people and yeah,
1: everything revolved around it. Everything
0: like it was the first news story I remembered. I was not even seven yet, and the whole family was watching the news, and we were told to stay home from school. Like it was, it's unforgettable, and it's like shocking that it's twenty years ago, and it doesn't feel like that long. Yeah, it's it's
1: the Pearl Harbor of our generation. You know, generations. You know, it really is.
0: Yeah. And so another a strange thing that happened uh, was Dream Theater, you know, the progressive metal band, they released their live album Scenes from New York on September 11th, but they had to recall it and reissue it because the original album artwork had like, um, it was like a portrait of New York City, but in the shape of like a flame. And so uh, obviously at the time, like Ugh. that, doesn't look so good and of course they couldn't have known but yeah like it's an it's a great live album i listened to it recently and was like blown away by how great it is it might have been my second time listening to it ever and i'm i was like man i need to get back into listening to dream theater but yeah they made a good call reissuing with different cover art after that
1: yeah definitely cool
0: um and so Tony K uh, was living in Los Angeles at the time. And um, I'll just go ahead and read the background info from the Cherry Records website. So an album 20 years in the making, the first solo work from former Yes member Tony K. Marking the events and the journey that followed the world-changing moments of 9-11, End of Innocence is designed to be listened to in its entirety. Featuring Danny Torgia, who Tony K met in the wake of 9 11, who has written and performs on the album. Tony retired from Yes in, well, it says 96, but I think it's actually 95, um, and came out of retirement the week following the events of 9 11 and began to write this album. The power of its music helped Tony to process the day that became the end of innocence. The album takes you on a journey from the peace of the night before to the emerging hopeful looking to the future. Tony K met Danny Tortia in the week following 9-11. This album has been interwoven with the growth of their relationship. Um, Danny is, of course, uh, his wife, so they've been together for a long time. Um, it says the artwork is painted by Roger Dean, the artist best known for his work with Yes and Asia. It was created after Roger had heard the music and the images reflect the journey the music takes. So I guess that kind of answers our question about whether Roger listens to the music and then yeah. see the artwork. But what do you think of that whole description well, of the album?
1: Um, I, it, uh, it makes sense, you know, that there's a backstory that deeply meant something to him and Danny as artists and musicians that were compelled to write something around it and pay tribute which i think is lovely we keep hearing tony k's first solo album and stuck in my caveman brain is i keep thinking of badger as his first solo album but that was a band he was in right
0: right yeah badger was a band
1: yeah i I don't know why i keep thinking of that as his project i don't know why um i gotta get past that
0: (laughs) right it it kind of i kind of feel that way with um you know how alan white has that band white like it's his name but it's a band and not technically a solo album right yeah right
1: um yeah what what are your what's your take on all that
0: yeah i think it's a very accurate description like from the opening track twinkle twinkle little star you you hear the like like the that's the piece of the night before yeah the night before and then you like through the music it does get intense during the chaos of it all but by the end of it there's like the light at the end of the tunnel like there's hope for people to head toward even after this tragic event so i think it's a very accurate advertisement for the album
1: yeah the the arc of the music follows the storyline as described from the piece of the night before to you know hopeful new beginnings and then there was a video um, on YouTube that you mentioned the forty six minute end of innocence video that was set to news footage on the tenth anniversary um and and I didn't get to see that because now the video is marked private, but you right. saw it what do you recall from that and how it played out with the news clippings?
0: Yeah, so Tony decided to make the YouTube video once he discovered that he could use iMovie to do it and I remember it had news footage of just New York before everything and then during everything. And then afterward, there's um, like toward the end, there's people like, you know, people that one would think of as, you know, the, the heroes of it all kind of celebrating what they were able to do in the aftermath of at all um like in the during the song um hope and triumph i remember there was a montage of a few different people saying thank you um obviously that's not in the audio of the new version but that's something i remember very very vividly and yeah i i I remember loving the music even back then but Mm. after after that first like i watched the video in full but on subsequent um listens uh, i wouldn't watch the footage like i'd listen to the music because i mean uh, like it's not going to be easy for people to watch that news footage over and over obviously so i feel like this audio version of the album makes that a bit more palatable in a way um, yeah i personally
1: and i'll get into this a little bit more when we get to the songs but i personally can't watch the news footage i just don't want to see it right anymore.
0: yeah like i know there were a bunch of nine eleven documentaries that came out recently because the 20th anniversary but i just couldn't bring myself to watch them like i'm i'm educated on the stuff that happened and it's good that it's there for anyone who needs to be educated like it's strange to me that there are younger people who we're not alive when it happened. Like it's right. it really puts things into perspective. So, right.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Um, do you want to go through the track listing? And then um, we'll, we'll go from there, give our own personal thoughts on the tracks that we do like. Right. The yeah. most.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll also uh, mention which ones I think are new tracks uh, just based on what I remember. Um, from the so, 46
1: minute like the extra 30 minutes yeah, basically that we're added. okay yeah
0: like i'm pretty sure some songs are probably extended because i was like looking at the math and like that's the only way it could add up i think but there are a few that i am certain are new and a couple i think are maybe new but not quite sure but yeah i'll go through the what the track list is so first up we have twinkle twinkle little star slash twilight time That one is definitely a new addition. It includes Danny singing on the former part of that track. Um, Then we get 9-11 Overture, and then NYC Blues, and then Battle Cry, I think might be a new track. And then 285 Fulton Street, Let's Roll, I think might be extended on this version. And then we get Tug of War and Flight 11, which I feel like there might have been something like this on the original, but maybe it's been reworked. I know that Tony brought Jay Shellen aboard um, to work on that track, Um, I think, after they worked together on Yes's 50th anniversary tour. Um, And then Towers Fall, I think, is probably new and then we get sweetest dreams which i remembered a lot because it was like danny singing um at the time it was like the only song she was singing on on the original and, but now it and i'm sorry like i have something Hero. in
1: my eye folks that's why i keep if you're watching the video version that's how i keep doing that
0: <laughs> right and then we get aftermath and then heroes i feel pretty certain is a new track and then we get the Battle Hope and Triumph Homecoming and Ground Zero. So if anyone knows better about what the new stuff is, like feel free to let us know cuz like I'm I as certain as I am, I'm not sure how accurate it is and I'm always curious like what the changes are, but yeah. So yeah, so where, how do you want to start by like talking about these tracks? Like, where do you want to begin?
1: Let, let's start with um, our personal thoughts on tracks that uh, we favor. Um, okay. and, and I have one exception to that that I will mention in my list. So do you want me to go first? Uh, sure. Okay, so um, ones that I do favor include uh, NYC Blues is, is pretty much more along the lines of what I expected. Um, There's mm-hmm. great piano playing in that. And that to me is like, oh, yeah, I hear Tony K, you know, um, Battle Cry. Then you're it's a whole different world. And uh, I like Jay's sort of tribal drumming. Again, that's where I hear either electronic drums or triggers. I'm not sure. I'll have to talk to him about that. And see what they are i don't know if they're roland or yamaha or or samples or what but i like that being a drummer um fulton street is my favorite that is a oh. big standout song for me um i just love the the composition of it and the groove and it's, it is groovy yet electronic yet you know it's got a nice yeah, mix
0: got the saxophone and yeah. it's very jazzy
1: Yeah, I like that song a lot. Um, Tug of War is a beautiful piece and extremely um, identifiable to my sensibilities as motion picture soundtrack-esque. Totally in that vein for a composer. Um, And the one that I won't listen to is Flight 11. With all due respect, I don't want to hear recordings from the cockpit i don't want to hear recordings from the stewardess calling in thinking that they're getting high i just i don't want to live through that moment again because then it just makes me flashback on the newsreels of when it all happened and i just don't want to go there i'll call me a complete weenie and i'm totally fine with that slip me into a bun slap some mustard on me i'm good
0: yeah no that's totally fair like as much as i love the music on flight 11 like I don't know if it's the exact recording or a re. It is. Meant no, recorded, it's the but... exact
1: recording. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's the actual. The stewardesses, the people whose voices got credit, and I just I don't want to hear that. No disrespect to their peril or what they went through, but I'm just I guess too sensitive for that. What can I say?
0: Yeah, it's definitely not going to be for everyone. Um c- yeah. It also kind of reminds me. C- well, some bits of the album, uh, because of the phone ringing and other things like the saxophone and some of the more psychedelic moments, like some of this album actually reminds me somewhat of Pink Floyd's music. I don't know if you oh, got that sense at all. I didn't.
1: I'll have to listen to all of it again with, with that plugged into my ear. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Um. How? What are your favorites?
0: Yeah, so the ones that stand out as probably my favorites i love sweetest dreams like the way
1: danny sings it's just sorry i forgot to mention that that's on my list if i may (laughs) um sweetest dreams i love danny's voice on that but i always have issue when a band or a band member of a band uh, or a former member. This. Yeah, ha, has a similar title to something either they've done or the band they're in has done. So, Sweetest Dreams and Sweet Dreams. I mean, it's too close. Like, it, d- does it really happen? And uh, it can happen. It can happen. Tempest Fugit and Stairway to Tempest, Smoke <laughs> on <from> the Tempest. <laughs> You know, all those things. Hold
0: that are, on and holding on.
1: Yeah, yeah. That just, like, really? But with all due respect to this title, uh, I, I do love the music and I love Danny's voice on that. It's a great showcase for her. If 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 I were Danny, I'm a different Danny, but no matter what gig <laughs> I ever auditioned for, that would be on my reel because it, it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, it lives up to its title. Like... You know, there are some things that are kind of chaos fuel in a way, but this is definitely Sweet Dreams fuel. Like, this and Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star might, like, uh, uplift people. Uh, and I, I, love the, I love the lyrics in the song as well. Like, she sings, But inside I feel like crying through the night It's just a little thread of hope I hold on to a new beginning, a newer world And that's really it right there. Like, you know, terrible things happen in life, both big and small, but people try to still cling to hope. And that is very human, like being able to or being willing to still hope for a better world.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I also, for similar reasons, I love the track Hope and Triumph Mm, um, because you know it begins with um well it it also has like some sort of recording about you know the life liberty and pursuit of happiness i'm not sure who says in this recording but after that the music becomes very uplifting and um the tracks after that feel kind of like an epilogue like that Mm. makes you that makes one feel relieved like the final track ground zero kind of gives me a feeling similar to the end of john anderson's solo album angels embrace uh it's an instrumental new agey album from the mid 90s and it kind of gives me a similar vibe to that um but yeah in much of the other tracks i do appreciate how cinematic the music sounds like it sounds like really good film score stuff and yeah. like the drumming and guitar work and you know just the the palette of different stuff that's done with like you know the sequencers and synths and like all of that it's just yeah yeah i feel like we get a good variety of things on this album
1: yeah i agree yeah so where do you stand with the artwork and folks if you heard our roger dean uh episode for his birthday you may have heard some hints of where this is going but for those who didn't let's and since we're focusing on this album just go for it again what what are your thoughts on the album cover
0: right so the album cover (laughs) it's very different from what we know roger dean for like it's not landscapes or anything like that it's um You know, it's the fire of very much representing the thing. I don't know how well it appears there, but yeah. But when I look at the like the way that the smoke is and fire are painted, it's like I I feel like even though someone else could have been brought in to do this, I feel like the way that it's painted is in a way where only Roger Dean could have done it in that fashion if that makes sense um and of course we also get the like roger dean font with the title and tony's name and it looks fine up close but it's kind of hard to see from far away isn't it
1: yeah it is um i i hate to ever say anything negative but i'm always going to be honest on the show and elsewhere but i don't like the artwork at all and roger dean's my second favorite artist my first being my wife <laughs> but <laughs> but he's he has had such an influence on me in in so many ways but this is just out there if it wasn't that font i would never have guessed he had anything to do with it and roger if you're listening uh to this episode you'll know that those comments are a sharp contrast from everything i said on your birthday tribute i just i i i, I don't favor it at all i'm sorry
0: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it, but it I understand be, what
1: he's capturing. I just, yeah,
0: it, it just wouldn't be like my go-to for like, what's my favorite Roger Dean cover. Like, like it kind of, it's tonally different from what I'm used to. It kind of harkens back to, you know, that first album cover he did gun where it looks very dark and very sinister. So it feels no. kind of like, it feels very much like that. Um, And then throughout the booklet, we get, well, well, I guess I'm talking about the booklet now, but we get like these um, images of, sometimes I can't tell if it's the same smoke or if it's clouds, but they're like in blue, like different shades of blue and um, also dark gray or grayish black. Um, And... Yeah. It's like, I just got of flip through it a bit. I don't know how it looks, but yeah. So uh. yeah, it, it also includes, um, quotes from people in recent history. Like there are a couple political figures, um, from say the two thousands, uh, I believe and, uh, or let's say, and then, uh, there's also like some other notable people, um, Speak and just they, a
1: little more into the mic so I don't have to fuck with the sound too long in post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: and basically There you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, there, there are some quotes about, you know, the tragedy of that is like what tragic event it is and yeah. how people need to be brought together and um the, for some of the song ti- like under each of the song titles because it's instrumental of course there's no lyrics um Although I do wish there were lyrics for yeah, Sweetest Dreams. That's, and
1: Yeah, for Danny's songs, for sure. I don't get that.
0: Yeah, I don't know why that... W- and like there's it, no it'd be di- nice to have... Like, yeah, and there's
1: no direct credits to the other musicians.
0: Right, we'll get to that in a moment. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I w- obviously we know the lyrics to Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, but Sweetest Dreams, I do wish the lyrics were included in here.
1: So did, did you ever realize that the melody to twinkle twinkle little star is the same as the abc song
0: um maybe maybe twinkle twinkle little star
1: a b c d e f g it's the same thing just think the person who wrote that song wrote everything
0: (laughs) yeah and he actually just uh reminded me of something that there's a part at the end of battle cry where it kind of reminds me of the I get up, I get down section of Close to the Edge. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yes, I meant to bring dun, that up too. Dun.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, so getting back to this, there was... Um, so for, like I said, under each song, it will sometimes say an event that happened. Like For the first one, it talks about uh, what it was like the night before.
1: By the way maybe Francis wrote that lick and both Rick and Tony copied it or something. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, Francis Monkman wrote all Yes music. Let's go with that. <laughs> um, but under 911 overture um this it says like it talks about um David Angel, uh, one of the you know American screenwriter and creator of Frasier and how he and his wife were both heading home, um, on more into the mic. We're both heading home aboard flight 11. And, you you know, like Frasier is one of my favorite sitcoms. And I vaguely remember one of the episodes ended with in memory of David angel. And so like, you know, Frasier is a thing that connected with lots of people. And so You know, there's like little things like that where it pays, where the booklet tries to pay tribute to certain people. Uh, Some names I don't really recognize, but yeah, it kind of tries to do that. Um, Yeah. So I, I guess I'll get to the like musician credits topic. So for some reason, it doesn't say who played what specifically. Uh, it, it does say all tracks written by Tony Kaye with the exception of track 10 written by Danny, uh, track 10, of course, being sweet, sweetest dreams um, mastered by Mayor Applebaum. And who
1: I've had on Junk talk TV actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Mayor
1: Mayor's does a great job at mastering. He's mastered a few yes albums.
0: Yeah. And so, under the special thanks, it, it does list uh, these people. So it lists um, Danny Tortia, Jay Schellen, Roy Jacobson, Ken MP, Victor Alexiev, Jim Halfpenny, Alex Koff, uh, and it also thanks Roland Keyboard. Um, but that kind of makes me think that maybe these people and the special thanks all performed on the album, possibly. Um, yeah. Like we know Danny and Jay for sure. And uh, I did like some digging online and I saw that Roy Jacobson is a bassist from the looks of it. Right. Uh, Ken MP. Uh, there's a Ken MP on internet movie database. It lists him under a uh, musician uncredited for Philadelphia and Amos and Andrew, both of which came out in 1993, And Victor Alexeef is a composer. Um, He has his own Wikipedia article from the looks of it. Apparently knows piano. Uh, Jim Halfpenny is a guitarist from the looks of it. And Alex Koff, if you do a Google search of Alex Koff, you, you will find Alex Koff background music. So I wonder if that's the same person. So. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning toward thinking... Maybe the maybe... sax player. Oh, right, yeah. I didn't even think of that. So, yeah, it kind of makes me think that maybe all these people contributed. Like, I don't yeah. know for sure, but that's m- my guess, yeah.
1: That makes sense, because they're grouped with the musicians that we do know.
0: Right, yeah. Along
1: with Roland Keyboards, so...
0: Yeah, and we've heard that, like, this is an album from Tony K and his friends. So, like... Yeah, it, it just makes sense that it would be them. Um and on the back of the booklet it says in memoriam for all two thousand nine hundred ninety-seven lives lost, eleventh September 2001. Um and it mentions the foundation like I mentioned earlier. But yeah. yeah, like I so overall the booklet has some stuff that adds some context, but like I said, I just wish it had the lyrics and more info on who played what. I don't know yeah. if it's a thing where you can only have a certain amount of pages to fit it in the case or what, but character
1: count reached its limit,
0: yeah, maybe um <laughs> and here's how the uh, here's how the disc <laughs> oh, that's cool, it's got a
1: a tray with the uh, artwork behind it. I like that style, that's cool, yeah, um, yeah,
0: yeah, and that's how the back looks cool. um it doesn't say how long each track is, but that's that's kind also of
1: interesting, folks I forgot to mention this. Please (laughs) chime in with anything we've discussed. If you have it, if you've heard it, give us your take. What are your favorites? Um, Was it a surprise? Was it what you expected? Let us know what you think of the playing and of the music and the production and the cover art. And the big question that Steve asked in our notes is could Tony K make another solo album? And what do you mean by that when you say could he? I mean, obviously he he has the ability to, right. are you asking, do we think he will thing that it took so long for this first one? And it took such a momentous um, thing to happen to inspire him. Is that what you're asking?
0: Um, yeah. Like I basically just put down that question
1: without thinking specifically okay. what I mean. I um, would, I would love to hear more Tony K yeah. music. Um, when I was young, and in 1975, when all the Yes members put out their own solo albums, I, I thought that was weird. You know, there weren't a lot of musicians doing that at the time that were in a band. You know what I mean? And I thought right. that was weird. But as I got a little older, um, and now that I'm much older, I, um, I, I would love to hear more and more and more solo work by different musicians of different bands and really sort of relate to their more zeroed in musical sensibilities and go, ah, I hear traces of from that band's album that they're in that they did, but yet this is the, you know, I, I think it's fun yeah. to do. I, I love that stuff. Steve Howe has put out a lot. Obviously Rick Wakeman has put out a lot. Bill Bruford and Patrick Moraz put out a couple together. They were never in Yes together, which is cool, but they put out <laughs> a couple drums and piano albums together together. Um, and Chris Squire only did the, the one, um, Billy had some um, two.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, Swiss
1: choir, that holiday. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, um,
0: yeah, it's kind of funny. Like Chris, uh, obviously fish out of water came out 75. And then in that yes, years documentary, which was filmed in 91, he was like, yeah, that was my first solo album. I'm thinking of making another one next year. And of course, like, uh, the year after that, he did the Chris Squire experiment and that evolved into right. conspiracy eventually. So it became more a Squire Sherwood joint effort as opposed to just a solo thing. And it wasn't until 2007 that he released that holiday album, uh, Chris Squire's Swiss Choir. Um, right? Yeah, I guess because he was just mostly focused on yes, which is still admirable. But yeah, yeah it- I-, I love hearing the solo stuff as well.
1: Oh, definitely. And uh, Bill Bruford has had several projects of his own. Alan White did the solo album Ramshackle. You know, there's been some great stuff out of that band, but we don't hear a lot of stuff like that from musicians while they're still in a band. It's usually after they've left a band or something like that. Or maybe it's not even a solo album, but a, more of a solo project, like you mentioned, White. You know, like Ian Gillen had the band Gillen, you know, from Deep Purple fame um david coverdale having his own thing so i I just think it's an interesting dynamic i'd love to hear more more of it
0: or like dylan howe being a band leader a couple different times Yeah. yeah
1: yeah absolutely so folks let us know what you think much more to come we still have a couple episodes that are recorded and unpublished and we still have some planned if you have ideas for things you'd like us to cover we've gotten some great ideas from fans Ryan Harris gave us a great one that we're going to do soon, and we'd love to hear your suggestions, get questions. Um, you could put those in, right in the comments of posts or wherever you're listening to this or watching the video version, and you can email us at yesshiftpodcast at gmail.com, and the dot is lowercase
0: yeah and if you want to read uh this review i wrote up like track by track of end of innocence you can find it on my vocal.media page which i'll link in the show notes um i already posted it on our facebook page but cool. yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and do that um right. and yeah like i really enjoy this music like it still surprises me like each listen even after all those previous listens weirdly enough yeah, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it's because it's so not what we expected, which is great.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. So End of Innocence, uh, m- maybe it's for you. If it is, let us know what you think. And yeah, lots more to talk about from Yes Shift in the future.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for following what we do, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.